0: Hi there, I'm Anna Jokura, and you are listening to the English Podcast, English and the Bible, Information and Transformation. Hi there, dear friends. I'm Mo Saina for the English Sabbath school Podcast, Lesson 5, for Monday, I said Monday, October 24th. Today's title, Two Old Testament Cases. Yes, we're going to be studying two of them. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, oh, we are so grateful for your word that gives us comfort, gives us courage. Yes, even in the darkest hour, you bring us light through your word. Thy word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Guide us now as we study with your spirit. May we understand this message as it blesses us. May we be able to bless others. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, my friends, I know it's Monday. I know it's Monday. Yes, I know you are missing it, right? I know you are missing it. Take it, a bucket of cold water for you to wake up. Mondays can be hard for some people. For me, it's okay. Every day I'm up around 5, something like that, 4.45, naturally. (laughs) Nobody needs to wake me up at this time. Only the Lord and grateful. I wake up grateful. One more day, Lord. One more day. That's it, isn't it? One more day of life. And we're invited to open our Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 17 and 2 Kings 4. So move it, move it. Don't leave me here hanging by myself. You're already awake, so open your Bibles. Come on, Carlos. Fabinho, come on, open your Bibles, open your Bible. Doc, Professor Iran, Elsa, so good to have you joining us. So here we have 1 Kings 17. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, the New International Version, but please feel free to use any translation that you prefer. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food." So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, "'Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink?' As she was going to get it, he called, "'And bring me, please, a piece of bread.' Well, if I had been that widow, I would have thrown at him a bucket of water. Come on, uh, w- what do you expect me to? Do you think this is a restaurant? <laughs> focus, more well, focus. Verse 12. She replied, listen to what she said. No, she, No, Virginia, she didn't throw a bucket of water at the prophet. <laughs> as surely as the Lord your God lives, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first, make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me, and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, The jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. Some time later the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, What do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? Elijah replied, Give me your son. He took him from her arms, carried him to the upper room where he was staying, and laid him on his bed. Then he cried out to the Lord, oh lord my god have you brought tragedy even on this widow i am staying with by causing her son to die then he stretched himself out on the boy three times and cried out to the lord lord my god let this boy's life return to him the lord heard elijah's cry and the boy's life returned to him and he left elijah picked up the child and carried him down from the room into the house He gave him to his mother and said, Look, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. Wow, what can I comment about this miracle? Isn't it amazing, my friends? Amazing, amazing! And Second Kings 4, 18, uh, 4, uh, 18, 37. The child grew, and one day he went out to his father, who was with the reapers. He said to his father, My head, my head, his father told the servant. Carry him to his mother. And after the servant had lifted him up and carried him to his mother, the boy sat on her lap until noon, and then he died. She went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, then shut the door and went out. She called her husband and said, Please send me one of the servants and a donkey so I can go to the man of God quickly and return. He asked, Why go to him today? It's not the new moon or the Sabbath. She said, That's all right. She saddled the donkey and said to her servant, Lead on. Don't slow down for me unless I tell you. So she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. When he saw her in the distance, the man of God said to his servant Gehazi, Look, there's the Shunammite. Run to meet her and ask her, Are you all right? Is your husband all right? Is your child all right? She said, Everything is all right. When she reached the man of God at the mountain, she took hold of his feet. Gehazi came over to push her away. But the man of God said, Leave her alone. She is in bitter distress. But the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me why. She said, Did I I ask you for a son, my lord? Didn't I tell you? Don't raise my hopes. Elisha said to Gehazi, Tuck your cloak into your belt. Take my staff in your hand and run. Don't greet anyone you meet. And if anyone greets you, do not answer. Lay my staff on the boy's face. But the child's mother said, As surely as the lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So he got up and followed her. Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the boy's face, but there was no sound or response. So Gehazi went back to meet Elisha and told him, The boy has not awakened. When Elisha reached the house, there was the boy lying dead on his couch. He went in, shut the door on the two of them, and prayed to the Lord. Then he got on the bed and lay on the boy, mouth to mouth, eyes to eyes, hands to hands. As he stretched himself out on him, the boy's body grew warm. Elisha turned away and walked back and forth in the room, and then got on the bed and stretched out on him once more. The boy's knees seven times, and opened his eyes. Elisha summoned Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite. And he did. When she came, he said, Take your son. She came in, fell at his feet, and bowed to the ground. Then she took her son went out isn't it incredible I don't like very much those kinds of lying down on top of the boy mouth to mouth things like that they for our Western mind it sounds strange but the story is amazing isn't it the question is what similarities and differences do you see in these two resurrections one by Elijah one by elisha in Hebrews 11 we read that by faith women receive back their dead by resurrection. This was the case in the two resurrections depicted in the text for today. The first one occurred during the great apostasy in Israel, which happened under the influence of King Ahab and his pagan wife Jezebel. As a severe drought was ravaging the land, God commanded Elijah to go to Zarephath, a town outside of Israel. There he met a poor Phoenician widow who was about to cook a paltry last meal for herself and her son and then die. But their lives were spared through the miracle of the flour and the oil, which didn't run out until the drought was over. Sometime later, her son became sick and died. In despair, the mother pled with Elijah, who cried out to the Lord. The Lord listened to the voice of Elijah, and the life of the boy returned to him, and he revived. The second resurrection took place in Shunem, a small village south of Mount Gilboa. Elisha had helped a poor widow to pay her debts through the miracle of filling many vessels with oil. Later, in Shunem, he met a prominent married woman who had no children. The prophet told her that she would have a son, and it happened as predicted. The child grew and was healthy, but one day got sick and died. The Shunemite woman went to Mount Carmel and asked Elisha to come with her to see her son. Elisha prayed persistently to the Lord and finally the child was alive again. These women had different backgrounds but the same saving faith. The Phoenician widow hosted the prophet Elijah in an extremely difficult time when there was no safe place for him in Israel. The Shunammite woman and her husband built a special room where the prophet Elisha could stay while passing through their region. When the two children died, their faithful mothers appealed to these prophets of God and had the joy of seeing their children come to life again. And it's interesting here, if we notice that both cases, was it was the mother. Not that the father was heartbroken, but it feels like the fathers, they were more resigned, more accepting the situation. But the mothers, they said, no, something must be done. It's incredible, isn't it? The power of a mother. Now, the two questions, the The final question is, these are great stories, yes. But for each of these two accounts, how many untold others did not end with something so miraculous? Oh, you can say that again. What should this sad fact teach us about just how central to our faith is the promised resurrection at the end of time? Amen and amen. Wow. Yes, this is a powerful lesson indeed. Well, my friends, this is Lesson 5 for Monday, October 24th. For more information, please contact us on Facebook, Believes Unesp. Tell your friends about our podcast. It is available on any podcast platform. Rate us with five stars so that more people may discover us. We are also available on WhatsApp, WhatsApp and Telegram. Thank you, my friends, for listening, for sharing and for praying. With us and for us.